everybody it was so nice that you came out and I appreciate it it's not fun talking to uh, vacant um, <laughs> seats yeah. and so on so thank you well our first question is what is your salvation story okay when I was 16 I got saved and it was by watching um, Billy Graham on TV one of his crusades and uh, I could um, really afterwards, I found out my mother had been praying for me. Am I speaking loudly enough? Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, she had been praying for me. She was already a Christian. And um, so the Lord had been working on me without me realizing it. Because one time when my parents and I went to a church where an altar call was given, uh, I felt I should go forward. But because I was shy, I did not. Uh, so the Lord got me when I was by myself at home. You know, he knows how to get us into his kingdom. Mm -hmm. So uh, he, it was actually during uh, Billy Graham's uh, preaching that uh, I got saved. I mean, I didn't get it, uh, the message from beginning to end. Um, but the Lord just used what was said to cause me to realize that even though I was a good teenager, in his sight, I needed, I was unclean, and I needed uh, cleansing. And he made me feel the burdens of sin really as a real burden, uh, so much so that I cried out to him for cleansing. So that's how I got saved. That's amazing. <laughs> well, I guess that leads us to what's your favorite Bible verse? Actually, I have more than uh, two, but... Um, the one is the passage that is two verses, and that's uh, probably some of you have that as one of your favorites too, and that's uh, Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. Uh, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart, and lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. Mm -hmm. So I feel that's really... The reason why it's my favorite verse, it's really the Christian life, at least a greater, uh, greater part, mm -hmm. because uh, we need to trust the Lord. We trust Him for salvation, and we really are supposed to trust Him day by day. You know, there's one scripture, the just shall live by faith. And so that's every day that we need to learn to trust Him more and more. It says, with all your heart. And that's, I think, where the problem sometimes comes in, you know, we don't always. And then I think the second part, the verse 6, where it says, In all your ways acknowledge him. I feel that's partly we give him the honor. Um, we praise him, you know, realizing that all good things come from the Father above. And uh, we share him also with uh, other people, you know. You shall be my witnesses, Jesus said. And so uh, I try to do that. And the Lord just sometimes prompts me, and sometimes I just kind of start by saying, anybody tell you that Jesus loves you? And that can lead to other things. And I've had some really uh, good results in the sense that uh, the Lord speaks to the people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess that's why. <laughs> that's why that's your favorite Bible yeah. verse. Yeah. So what role does prayer play in your life? I feel um, prayer is very important, of course. Just like uh, reading the Bible is important. And um, 
I feel like uh, the human being has to eat in order to stay alive and also drink some kind of liquid. And in a way, I think it's like that with uh, Bible reading and prayer for our spiritual life. So prayer in the morning, I try as soon as possible uh, after I've gotten up that I have some prayer time. Mm -hmm. Sometimes even lately uh, when I'm still in bed, I try to turn my thoughts to the Lord. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's one. And then after that, I try to, during the day, and during the prayer time, um, I try not to ask. I try not to make any requests, but rather just to worship him and just, you know, be there in his presence. And sometimes I just uh, pray in tongues. You know, I found, you know, praying in the Spirit is very important. And in Jude, it says, building up yourself in your most holy faith, praying in the Spirit. So mm -hmm. that has been important uh, for me. And throughout the day, on and off, I will do that. And throughout the day, as God maybe gives me uh, someone in mind, um, you know, put someone on my heart, I pray for that individual. And so it's prayer time, where I definitely have a prayer time, but also throughout the day. This is a little off script, but what, what difference do you feel when you um, don't ask for God for anything? You said that you spend time not asking Him for anything, and then other times you do. Yeah, unless it's an emergency or something has mm -hmm. come up, like, you know, we have that emergency and prayer, you know. Um, I just, uh, it's not that I feel any different, but I just to honor him. That's really, I think, why I do it, you know, not just me, 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 and so on. Mm -hmm. But, you know, just to let him know I'm trying to put him first. And that's why I um, have prayer time early during the day, trying to put him first. Mm -hmm. You know, not right away in my business and what I need to do and so on, but just putting my attention on him. And um, so it doesn't mean that I feel any different. I just do it to honor him. Mm -hmm. That's good. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, when you reflect on your life, how has God provided for you over the years? Sometimes in miraculous ways. Um, I'll just use one more recent uh, time. When I needed um, Social Security, needed to apply for Social Security, I found out that I needed to have a birth certificate. I didn't have one. So, uh, I mean, that was a real problem. They wouldn't accept my passport. That wasn't good enough. So, um, the Lord had worked it out. I mean, I, I really feel, you know, just God ordained that I got to know my mother and I, that time my mother was still with me. We got to know a pastor from Berlin. He had come over with his wife to be a guest speaker at camp meetings in the German district, Assemblies of God, that uh, we used to belong to. So we got to know them, my mother and I, and they invited us to visit them, which we did. And uh, he showed us different sites, and also he asked, I don't know whether he asked, but anyway, my mother told him where we had lived, tried to describe it. The name of the street was changed, but by her description, he found the place where she said, yeah, I think this is where we live. And that was uh, important because when it came about that I had that problem with Social Security, no birth certificate, 
The only thing I knew to do is contact Brother Carl, as I call, called him, and uh, told him my problem. And he went uh, to that place where um, my mother had said, this is where we live, and he found an evangelical church close by. And I had been infant baptized. That turned out to be a blessing because he mm -hmm. went to that church and they had recorded, I guess, everybody wow. who ever yeah. had been wow. infant baptized. And there was my name. Oh. Wow. So uh, uh, he was able to get copies or whatever was needed, and they accepted that. Wow. I mean, that was just the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> he sees ahead of time. He knows, of course, everything that's going to happen. Yeah. He knew that I would need this acquaintanceship. You know that he would be yes. able to help me with. Otherwise, I don't know what would have happened. <laughs> so I just think that was one of the miraculous I felt was miraculous. Oh, absolutely, uh, so. <laughs> that's good. Oh, well, what caused you be to become a school teacher? That again was just the Lord, because I used to be very shy, mm -hmm. so I could talk to a person one on one, but talking to a whole group that was another story. Mm -hmm. um, so when I felt, though, that the Lord, I was a Christian, and uh, I wanted to do his will, so when I felt he kind of pushed me in that direction, I went ahead. I had already my bachelor's degree. I started off business because I thought I might become an accountant and switched over to journalism. Mm -hmm. And um, for my master's then, because I didn't have uh, journalism, as um, you know, for a master's degree, so I switched to the most uh, similar one, and that was English. So when I was done with that, and I felt the Lord pushed me in the direction of becoming a teacher, I went for my teaching certificate, and the, uh, the time that the Lord broke that emotional or mental block that I had uh, was when um, we were put in groups in one of the classes called Methods Class, and by lot, I was chosen to be the one who presented the lesson to my peers. And uh, there were to be eighth graders, and I was supposed to give that lesson. Well, all day, I fasted and prayed, because I knew in myself I was not able to. And then uh, when I presented the lesson, the Lord just took away that nervousness and actually helped me to use some humor, and I usually don't use humor when I teach. <laughs> <laughs> but the Lord just enabled me, and it turned out to be a good success, great success. Yes. So that's when he broke it, and from then on, it just, wow. Wow. I became student teacher at Finney, and uh, where the Lord gave me a word uh, concerning, um, I, this doesn't sound grammatically correct, but in the old uh, James, King James Version, I found it later on, I didn't know it was in the Bible, but he said to me, I have much people here, many people. And it turned out, even here at church, there's some who have me as a teacher. <laughs> and sometimes, like I was in a restaurant one time, I came up two young men, and they introduced themselves as having been Finneyites. And one of them had been my student, and he now wanted to become a pastor. Oh. And he had been like what we consider a pill, <laughs> so, you know, the Lord showed me, and I think looking back, I could see that the Lord was telling me, you know, you are, you did the right thing, you uh, became a teacher as I wanted you to, and these are the results, and I'm sure there are going to be awesome. other results that on and off that I 
uh, see that the Lord has worked in their hearts. So, praise the Lord. Mm. Mm. Fruits of your labors. Right. <laughs> All those people that you've affected over the years. Wow, yeah. that's awesome. So how did, you, how did you bring Jesus into that then? Um, obviously, you know, I couldn't just stand up and preach. Sure. But um, English, I don't know how it's now, but at that time when I was teaching, some of the anthropologies had some Christian literature in it. Mm -hmm. So now one time we were dealing with a poem that dealt with uh, eternal life, the life hereafter. Mm -hmm. So I asked them how they felt about life hereafter. Mm -hmm. And um, once they had given their side, they asked me, well, how do you feel? Mm -hmm. That was an open door. Oh, yeah. I had the perfect <laughs> right you know, to give my yes. opinion and so on. So that's how I uh, got the Lord into the Awesome. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Probably you just carried him also, and it couldn't help it. <laughs> well, yeah, I trust that. Uh, one, I know one person, and he was kind of not a good student and so on, but uh, how I got him uh, into the kingdom of God. And I was he uh, came once um, to me uh, concerning something, you know, he wasn't doing well and so on. And I was able to lead him to the Lord. Mm. And uh, afterwards, I wasn't too sure. Now, as he really received the Lord, because he was still in my class, so I asked him once uh, a question in connection with that. And he said, you don't believe I got saved? Or, you know, I could tell from that. You know, he really had meant it. He had received the Lord. Mm. So I just put him in the hands of the Lord, you know, mm -hmm. that he would work on whatever mm -hmm. needed to be worked on. Mm -hmm. And one uh, student, and she recently called me, we're still in contact, she lives now in another state. Mm -hmm. um, beautiful Christian. She was crippled, um, but she was uh, a beautiful person, beautiful voice she had. And we, were, we did have a Christian club at that time. And we were waiting for it to start, and the two of us were there by ourselves in the classroom. And uh, I don't know whether I had mentioned about the Holy Spirit before, but um, she wanted to receive. And so the Lord just led me because she had a beautiful voice to start singing a chorus that she knew. And uh, then I said, you know, I'll just go over into tongues and then you just follow me. And so that's what happened. You know, after a while singing English, it was how great thou art, then sings my soul. Mm -hmm. And uh, then I carried over into tongues and she uh, followed. And it was real because quite often when she called me, um, she used the tongues. I mean, so it is part of her life and uh, a blessing to her. So, um, yeah, she just recently called me again. She always has been a blessing to me quite often when I needed some kind of support or prayer support. And she would pray for me and so on. So. Mm. That was a blessing that I got from mm -hmm. my teaching career. Yeah. Wow. That's wonderful. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, besides the mission of your classroom, what was your most mis memorable mission trip that you've done? Well, I have uh, one especially in mind, but also a, a close second, which would be the last trip to Berlin, where I had the chance to talk to the whole group. I mean, the Lord just opened up that opportunity, and there were uh, quite a few uh, refugees there. And several raised their hands when I asked at the end uh, who wanted to receive Jesus. 
But the, the most memorable was the one to Columbia. That was with another organization. And it was most memorable, uh, partly because of the healings that took place, although healings took place at other, um, other trips too, but also because of the many people I was able to lead to the Lord and the many outreaches, the different kinds of outreaches that we had. It was really tough. I was thinking of uh, Columbia recently and I was kind of wishing, thinking, maybe I'll go back sometime. No, mm -hmm. it's a different organization and different purpose. But. Mm -hmm. So uh, one healing that took place, uh, and I'll always remember that, this was a church, this organization took us to different churches. And so uh, this time, this church had 8,000. Wow. And so they had a number of ministers. And this lady minister came up to me. At the end, the team would be at the altar, and people could come up and pray. We, you know, we would pray for them after having given uh, words of knowledge and so on. And uh, so uh, she came up to me and asked me to pray for a chronic uh, back problem. She had pains. Um, so I prayed for her, nothing seemed to happen. And then the Lord gave me the thought, and I said, you know, I would like to have prayer too. Would you pray uh, for me that the Lord give me direction? I, I was looking at that point uh, to the Lord for direction. And so she prayed, and at one point I opened my eyes, and I could tell that she earnestly really interceded for me, and then she gave me some prophetic words. And when she was done, she said, my pain is gone. So as she had given of herself in prayer, praying mm. for me, the Lord healed her. Wonderful. And I kept, uh, uh, day after day, because we were there a number of days, you know, I asked her, you know, how is your battle? You know, it's healed. So, so that was, uh, and it showed me, sometimes when we are in need, you know, it's a good idea, if we, for example, if we need healing, that we pray for someone who has maybe not the same, uh, but a different, but you pray for that individual. And the Lord then in return can give where your need is. So that's what I felt the Lord impressed me upon. Well, the outreaches were different kinds, and one outreach that was very productive was in a hospital. So we were put in different groups and uh, with translators, interpreters. And um, this interpreter that we had, my group, she knew someone in the hospital who was a patient. So that gave us free access to go there and pray for her mm -hmm. and others. And then we went out in the patio, and there uh, were a number of people, a number of patients, as well as their relatives. And uh, there was a, a group that we kind of connected with and turned out to be a mother of a woman who was a patient, and she had several adult children there visiting her. And uh, in short, uh, I was able to pray with them. Uh, one, well, one woman there, one of the uh, daughters, she said she had a headache. And when I prayed, it left. Hmm. And uh, I asked them if they wanted to receive Jesus. All of them did. So I led them in prayer, you know, leading them to the Lord. Um, and then there was uh, another woman patient and a brother who was visiting her. So we kind of connected with her 
and she received the Lord. I was able to lead her in prayer. Her brother at first was against what we were doing, but uh, somehow the Lord just changed his mind, and he wanted to receive the Lord too. So to me, you know, the many people that we were able to reach spiritually, mm -hmm. that was to me um, a worthwhile trip mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. one of the most memorable. I feel there's a part that I need to play and then God will do the rest. You know, obviously good health, all good things, like I said before, come from the Father above. And we have all these promises, you know, by the stripes of Jesus, we were healed. Mm -hmm. uh, I do deal with a couple of issues, but um, Lord is like uh, blood pressure and so on. I'm believing that I can get off medication. For the most part, I use uh, supplements, which is much healthier than, um, than medication. But um, overall, I'm a healthy person. And I eat healthily. That's one thing. I eat healthily. Simple, but healthy. And um, I also exercise. I belong to a gym. And uh, at least, usually four, four days out of um, the seven, I go to the gym. Use the treadmill, use the machines. So at least half an hour, I'm there. So. All of that, I think, you know, and I, I drink a lot of water. It used to be that I drank herb tea and so on, not water at all. And then I found out, this was way back, and I found out that it's important to drink water. Mm -hmm. So I drink purified water. Um, according to my, more or less, according to my body weight, you know, it's supposed to half an ounce, you know, half. Half uh, your weight, no. According to uh, your body weight. So, and so I try to kind of go according to that. And I think that's all part of what helps me to be healthy. Mm -hmm. And the Lord, advice. of course it's the Lord. The Lord gives wisdom. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. And uh, the Lord just uh, helps me to do the right thing. Mm -hmm. And gives good, good success. Yeah. <laughs> well, what role has church played in your life over the years? Uh, like I think it has been said, <clears throat> The Christian life, um, Bible study, prayer, and fellowship. And of course, that's where we hear the word preached. Mm -hmm. And um, just um, overall, the move of the Spirit. When I, I'm not a church hopper, and I thank the Lord for that. My previous church, I was there for several decades, and I would have probably stayed there forever, so to speak. Um, except that it closed. And uh, it was really my mother and I, because there were only two votes for keeping it open, and I knew my mother and I had voted <laughs> to keep it open. So we were the only ones who voted for it to remain open. <laughs> um, so when it closed, you know, we started looking around for another church, of course. I only considered um, a Pentecostal church because of the movement of the Spirit, we are already there in that previous church, you know, we had the gift of the Spirit. Um, not as much, I don't think, as here, but we did have it. So um, that's what we did, and I did what I had heard in any kind of dramatic change, as for you, a dramatic change, 
any kind of change, don't right away make a decision. Kind of go for about a year or mm -hmm. close to that. So that's what I decided. We're just going to visit different churches. And I found a lot of good Pentecostal churches in my area. Mm -hmm. So um, this one, C3, some of our people from the previous church had gone over to it and then later on to the rock. So I knew about uh, C3. And I had once I had visited when I was, I was the organist in my previous uh, church. So usually, you know, I was occupied, but one time I didn't have to play with something going on otherwise. So I decided, my mother and I came over and visited. And there was nothing that really struck me at that time. And I think it's because I didn't need another church at that time. You know, mine was still going. But, so I went to all the other churches that I considered before coming here. Mm -hmm. But when I did come, I just felt right away, you know, I saw the gifts of the Spirit, you know, prophecy, the Word, of course, is always good here. So I knew, I just felt, you know, this is where God wants me to be. And I have been here ever since. I think it's about 13 years or so. So, mm -hmm. and I thank the Lord, you know, we do have a good church. We uh, don't realize, I think, how good a church with regard to the spirit, um, moving of the spirit, and um, also um, having the gifts of the spirit working. So I, I just reconnected with um, a former uh, acquaintance, well, she's a former acquaintance, <coughs> who goes to Lakeside, and she had been in that same church, uh, but left earlier. And, um, you know, she's interested in the prophetic, and she wants me to find out if she, without changing churches, you know, can come here to the prophetic. She doesn't have that, even though it's a Pentecostal church. Mm -hmm. So, and I, I think we don't realize what we have mm -hmm. until you hear from others. I don't know any other church that has a prayer room for healing, and healing team, prophetic team. And so, you know, I'm thankful that the Lord has placed me here. And it's a mission-minded, so mission always has been um, part of me. Mm -hmm. I never knew early on, I never realized that I would go on trips. I just supported mm -hmm. different mission projects and so on. Anyway, I think the Lord has honored that, you know, so. Now he's put uh, on my heart to, to go myself. So we have a lot of things going for us. So here's a harder question in some ways. What's the best thing a woman can do in the midst of suffering? Well, most of us think trust the Lord. Turn, uh, turn the attention on the Lord. Uh, if it's physical suffering or any other kind of suffering, go to the Word, see if you can uh, find scriptures uh, that will bolster your faith, because God's Word is true. And um, she can turn to different helps that we have in the church here. You know, like I mentioned, we have the healing team, healing room. Uh, I would say, you know, make use of everything that the Lord has provided. First of all, you yourself go to the Lord, but then turn also to others, your brothers and sisters. 
and ask them to support you. Because it says one person will chase a thousand, but two, not two thousand, ten thousand. It's multiplied. Mm -hmm. So we need to make use, humble ourselves if need be, you know, let's not be too proud and say, oh, I can manage this myself and so on. Um, especially if it's uh, really a, a, a severe problem, you know, turn to the, I have, you know, sometimes when uh, I'm up there um, and no one else comes, you know, we have asked each other, you know, to pray for each other and so on. So <clears throat> we need to be humble enough to uh, make use of the help that we have. Mm -hmm. That's good. Well, that's all the questions that we have. Wonder if have uh, does anyone want to have a question they'd like to ask you? I have a question. Um, when you the, uh, ran into the obstacle of not having a social security card or birth certificate, you had to, you know, Going through that, what um, was there anything the Lord was showing you that you were to learn from that experience? Well, I think it's like um, all the other experiences that we have, that we can trust Him to help us, you know, not to throw up our hands, you know, and, uh, but rather, you know, thank the Lord. First of all, be grateful. I mean, I'm really grateful that the Lord knows everything about me and looks ahead and enough, he cares enough to give the opportunities like for me to meet uh, the pastor and so on. So, you know, gratitude, to be thankful, even for the little things. I think sometimes we take uh, the Lord for granted. So we need to thank him always. And even if there's something going on that we really don't like and so on, not thanking the Lord for that problem, but in that problem, still be thankful. Looking back, like David, um, he, you know, when he, he was faced with the Goliath, but what he did, he, he, he mentioned the things, the victories that he had previously, uh -huh. like when he spoke to Saul. You know, and Saul said, you're too young, and so on, et cetera, et cetera. And he said, well, God was with me when I uh, took care of the sheep and the bear and the lion, and the Lord just helped me to just kill them. So uh, we need to look back, you know, even thank the Lord for little things, especially I think when we... So you were thanking God for those, for things as you were going through it? That's what I'm, I'm wondering, like, what were you learning through that, just that trust? Yeah, I wouldn't thank the Lord for the problem. Mm -hmm. He makes all things work for good of, uh, for the good of us, you know. Um, I think a um, major thing that I've probably learned from it, and I'm learning as I'm talking, mm -hmm. um, is really not to go to pieces, you know, and and in the future, when there are problems, right away turn to the Lord and expect Him. Mm -hmm. You know, that's part of faith. Mm -hmm. Expect Him to help mm -hmm. one way or another, mm -hmm. supernaturally or through other people. Mm -hmm. um, how long was the process of when you needed it till you got it? Um, not that long. I would say maybe, I can't really 
say, but it wasn't that long. Months, years? Oh, no, not years. You know? A year? Um, I think even less than that. Okay. Because the Lord soon put it on my heart to contact uh, Brother Carl, as okay. I call him. And he right away went about, you know, looking for what would help me. So, um, no, it wasn't a year. So the Lord was good. Theo, you mentioned uh, part of your walk with the Lord, that you seek him in the early in the morning in prayer and um, Bible study. How do you study the Word? Okay, I'm trying to, I've looked at different things. I actually have a couple of books uh, uh, on how to study the Bible. I haven't really centered on one particular one. I try to do different things, and it's, uh, I wouldn't say studying necessarily. I read different translations, like one year I take uh, maybe New King James. Another year, I take, uh, I like Joyce Meyer's Amplified, because she has also articles. And I, what I do when I read, I don't just read, but um, verse, certain verses, you know, I'll think about it and how to apply it to myself and so on. So um, I'm trying to develop something that would um, just more crystallize it. Um, like, you know, what's the purpose of this and so on. But I think if I can give any advice, don't necessarily get stuck with one particular uh, method. Um, and if you don't do anything other than reading the word and stopping, you know, don't read fast, uh, get the meaning, you know, mm -hmm. what does this mean to me, mm -hmm. rather than just reading. Pastor told a little of your business on Sunday that if you started teaching at Finney when they opened and you were there when they were closed. Yeah, I was there for the first, um, yeah, that's another thing. Uh, <laughs> um, I was there for the first graduation class. And uh, then at the end, I, I wanted to um, really retire that January of that night. I didn't know it would close. Okay. And I felt in my heart that the Lord wanted me to finish that year. Okay. I didn't want to because I knew it would be very hard. I had three different kinds of classes. They had new textbooks, so I would have to write new um, tests and so on. Plus I had the senior class and uh, research paper they had right. So I mean, it looked to me like, I, I don't think I can do this. <laughs> so I just trusted the Lord. You know, I definitely felt the Lord wanted me to finish. So the Lord gave me wisdom how to organize and everything, you know, got it all done. Mm -hmm. And uh, then I found out, you know, that it would close. And they later on demolished the building. So I felt Lord, of course, saw ahead of time, mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, that, that it would close. That I would feel much better about it, um, being there for the closure, still being a blessing, you know, still being able to be a witness and so on, rather than stopping short. So I thought that was another neat thing that the Lord uh, did for me. You led some Bible studies there too. 
Pardon? You had Bible study there. Yes, and um, Pastor Tim came now. Toward the end, we didn't, uh, later on down the road, we didn't have any uh, um, class or Bible study for students. But uh, in my classroom, I opened it up to those who wanted to come in the morning before classes started. Mm -hmm. uh, they were teachers who wanted to come and to pray together. So there were a few. It was one, two, not many, but we had about three and one male teacher, and then I, I told Pastor Tim, invited him to come and share a word, and um, he came about, I would say, I don't know whether it was, at first it was more often, but he got so busy, mm -hmm. but he did come and um, gave devotional and so on, and when he came, this male teacher, he really liked him, he came too, and he has sometimes come now to church, and he <laughs> asked um, Roger Williams, and he asked, actually, um, Pastor Tim to do the memorial service for his mother mm -hmm. when she passed, passed away. Mm -hmm. And he came to one of my classes that I was teaching mm -hmm. and brought his aunt along. <laughs> so so I, I don't have the feeling that he's really saved. His aunt, perhaps, maybe. So if you think of me, think of a Roger, just Roger. Mm -hmm. that the Lord will get a hold of him, mm -hmm. as well as his aunt. I'm not quite sure. She may be, but mm -hmm. I'm not quite sure. Yeah. Well, oh, oh. I'm sorry, I need to ask, I'm probably the only one here, but I need to ask, what is Finney? I never heard of Finney. Oh, Finney is a Christian school? No, no. no it's it? a Detroit Public High School. It was. Where is it? Where was it? It was in Cancer and Warren. Okay. Yeah, it no longer exists. So all the other teachers, this would have been another thing, you know, I don't think that I would have enjoyed close to my retirement if I had stayed on a little bit longer. But uh, all the teachers were put in different other schools. So, mm -hmm. so no one just worked it all out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Any other questions? Just as an aside, how is it that you went through life without needing a birth certificate? <laughs> Did you need one for a passport or anything? Uh, I mean, when that uh, Social Security? Yeah. Well, how did you go through life without needing a birth certificate? Yeah, something. When you got a job or whatever. School. Yeah, when you got your birth certificate. Going to school. Don't you have to when you start school? Now you do, but now you do. I mean, She's wondering, how did you go all this time without a birth certificate and be able to get a job, go to school? Well, you don't show a birth certificate, do you? When you you do now. I don't oh, know. Really? Yeah, it it wasn't them. But what about um, getting a job? Oh, you don't need a birth certificate to no. get a job. No. You do to play soccer. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing, yeah, that you would go all that time without one. So you never traveled with your mother uh, to Germany or any of that? Yeah, yeah we did. So you had the passport? Yeah. And you didn't need a birth certificate for a passport? No. Not then, but now. Now you do. Now you do. Now you do. Yeah. Now you do. Mm. Wow. Well, then you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> wow. A birth certificate will help you when you travel because on your driver's license you have to have the, the star if you're going to yeah. fly as of 2020, I believe. So oh, you wow. have to have a birth certificate to prove that. Actual oh. mm. No, she has a baptismal record. Yeah. Yeah, I know, but she said that. Yeah. 
I mean, now, yeah. even if you want to just, uh, I mean, renew your uh, driver's license or whatever? No, you don't. No, no, no. No, no. no she was saying something about flying, that if you have a star or something on your license, license that that yeah. means you, they've seen your birth certificate or if something? Yeah, maybe be flying, yeah. Because I just renewed mine, and you get the information, and um, you have to have the original birth certificate. They wouldn't even take a copy from me. I just thought I would do it even though I don't fly, but because you never know. I don't know what God's going to do.